Hi, I'm Vance Harris. I'm with Dialog. I was the architect in charge and partner in charge of Vancouver House. Hi, my name is Jacqueline Chi with West Bank. Uh, we were the developer for the Vancouver House project and I was a project manager on the development. So we're standing here underneath the Granville Street Bridge. You'll hear the traffic moving on top and behind us. Um, the Vancouver House development uh, we see as four separate components. Uh, we have Building 1, which is the podium to the tower uh, on the southwest side of the site. We have Building 2, which is the tower um, on the west side of the site. And then we have Buildings 3 and 4, which flank the Granville Street Bridge on either side. So uh, I'd like to welcome you. We're, we're standing here uh, on the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. Uh, we're currently under the Granville Street Bridge and uh, looking east towards 1462 Granville, uh, which we actually refer to as Building 4 uh, within the Vancouver House neighborhood precinct. Uh, the ground floor is a retail program and second floor and up is uh, office space that has actually been leased long term to uh, a university tenant. As we stand here, I'm mindful of you know, seagulls flying overhead and squawking and it's actually worth pointing out that we are very close to False Creek. Um, and as we stand on the sloping site, uh, one thing that's quite apparent that you wouldn't see by listening, but it's actually very barren of planting. Uh, that, that was done very intentionally. This is a very uh, urban space under the bridge. It's meant to be quite vibrantly programmed. Um, and from a very logistical standpoint, we didn't want um, to jeopardize planting in a zone that frankly got very, very little sunlight. Uh, so where we're going to be heading to next is actually up uh, on the internal courtyard and up surrounded by uh, the, the green roof. Buildings three and four are growing out of two unused areas flanking the Granville Street Bridge. So you'll see that the buildings are triangular in shape. Um, in terms of the aesthetics, the exterior is clad with curtain wall and metal panel, but where there are um, cuts into the building, such as the entry and the courtyards, those areas are clad with wood. So now let's head up the stairs up to the internal courtyard. So now that we're on the courtyard, um, on the, the top floor, level five, what, uh, what's apparent to the eye, but maybe not to the listener, is we actually have peekaboo views out to the city. Uh, to the east and west, uh, we're looking out, we're seeing traffic uh, on the on-ramp to the Granville Street Bridge. So we can actually see buses driving by and pedestrians walking by on the bridge itself. The, um, the connection of these buildings to the bridge is worth noting. There is a greenway proposed um, longer term by the city of Vancouver that will run down the center of the Granville Bridge. And one of the mandates early on in rezoning was that we create a, a pedestrian connection uh, through the buildings down to grade. So we are gonna walk over and have a look at these greenway bridges as well as the dedicated greenway elevator. Standing at the top of the courtyard, you can see the landscape that's been lifted up um, to create these green roofs at the top of the building. And because the courtyard bisects the building into three different portions, we essentially have three separate green roofs. Just, just to add to the piece on the, the green roofs, uh, 
they're actually not as apparent to the user within the courtyard space, but they're actually a, a reflection back out to the city. So it's actually something that you'll more easily experience when you're driving or walking across the Granville Street Bridge or coming out of downtown. They're very prominently steeply sloped uh, roof planes. So what you benefit from when you're in the space is you get a bit of a cooling effect. The, the cool air will drop in off of the green roofs. But from a visual standpoint, it's actually experienced from outside of the building looking in. We're up at the uh, bridge deck level of the Granville Bridge. As I had mentioned earlier, there was a, a request early on in the rezoning phase to utilize these buildings as a means of connecting pedestrians off of the bridge down to the grade level below. And so what we're standing on is actually a cantilevered uh, wood-clad bridge and just gently kisses but doesn't put any weight on the Granville Bridge. And long term, we're going to see a greenway built down the center of the bridge that uh, the ambition being uh, there is a, a direct link from that greenway over to this bridge that we're currently standing on and will allow a, a steady flow of pedestrians and, and bicycle users into the courtyard uh, where we've actually provided a dedicated elevator down to grade. We can also see the facade of Building 3, which is the curtain wall um, glaze, glazing and metal panel facade that, that we talked about. What you can also see is that the building has a number of Juliet balconies, um, allowing the occupants inside to have direct access to outside and fresh air, uh, but we'll get to the interiors in a bit. The noise that we're picking up here, uh, one of the, the side benefits of going with uh, triple glazing, which is what we did for everything above level two of buildings three and four, not only is it very uh, airtight and energy efficient, it, it really cuts down on the noise. So it, it allows a function like a university uh, to be in a setting immediately across from a, a very heavily trafficked bridge. Another benefit of the green roof uh, is that it is a essentially a natural stormwater uh, retention system um, rather than having it diverted into the on-site cis uh, cistern in the basement. So now it's appropriate given that we're on this greenway connection that we now go back into the building and we'll take the elevator down into the end of trip facilities uh, below grade. So on our uh, walk through the parkade, where we're heading to is the end of trip facilities, which um, obviously support uh, folks bringing their bicycles and, and or um, low carbon methods of transportation to the site. There's change rooms, uh, locker spaces, showers, and uh, secure bike lockers. So you'll hear uh, by the sound behind us that we're in the main mechanical room. Um, if I paint a picture uh, for the listener, we're, we're uh, surrounded by uh, highly insulated wrapped pipes, uh, cold water supply, um, uh, hot water supply, etc. cetera. You're, you're hearing the pumps behind us. Space itself is quite austere, uh, quite clean and open, and it lends itself to, to ready maintenance and easy access. So the building is connected to Creative Energy, which is a district energy system uh, located in downtown Vancouver. The system is connected to 210 buildings in downtown and supplies heating uh, and cooling to various developments. 
Now we're taking the elevator to the main lobby where we'll talk about the interiors of the building. Here we are back in the lobby of the building. Um, the same treatment in the courtyard, which is the Ipe wood um, along the floor and the walls is prevalent in the lobby of the building as well. And now we'll head up to uh, level five of the office space. Here we are standing on level five of the office space. You can see that the access to natural daylight is very prevalent uh, throughout the entire building. All the interior materials are low VOC emitting materials and the air quality is monitored via CO2 monitors. Now on either side of us, it feels like we're in the, the bow of a ship. The, the building comes to a very fine point. And getting back to uh, Jacqueline's comment earlier about the Juliet balconies, we have very large lift and slide doors that give users of the space access to the outdoors. But with those doors closed, uh, you can hear that the sound behind us is really only uh, the air handling units. You can't actually hear the traffic whizzing by on either side of us quite close. Uh, that's uh, owing to the triple glazing, which as well as its acoustic benefits, delivers an effective view value of 0 0.25. Uh, so we're looking at a very tight envelope, a very high performing curtain wall system. So we've pulled aside uh, both leaves of one of the lift and slide doors uh, facing onto the Granville Bridge and you can now hear the sound of the city coming in and what we're going to do is slowly close them back up and you'll, you'll hear this sort of uh, calm uh, return to the space. Having closed the doors, we're now back into a very quiet, very scholarly-like atmosphere. So the space, uh, being as quiet as it is, is actually quite befitting of the current tenant, which is a, a long-term uh, use as a university. For me, what was really interesting about this building uh, is something that you can't see in plan. So in plan, it looks like a very conventional triangular building, but um, the spatial quality due to the angle of the roof and the cant of the roof is actually quite remarkable. Yeah, and I'll actually pick up on that. I think uh, what, uh, what all good buildings do is they respond well to their immediate environment. And uh, I think one of the reasons this site and this, this piece of the neighborhood uh, remained derelict for so long is that the idea of building next to a bridge and in between bridges in fact was was seen as uh, anathema to good urban design but we've come to see uh, it's these unused spaces that can lead to the most uh, amazing results so what I love about this project in particular uh, as we stand in this wedge of space between two active elevated roadways is how well it responds to what had previously been an overlooked space in the city of Vancouver. Thank you very much for joining us uh, again today for our Green Building audio tour of Building 4, 1462 Granville Street at Vancouver House.